maybe the most controversial one. Inbound is not the devil. There is a place for inbound in most organizations. You're listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast, a daily podcast dedicated to helping B2B marketing, sales, and customer success professionals become masters of their craft. It's Monday, so in this episode, you'll be hearing one of our favorite and most actionable talks from past conferences. Here we go. Good afternoon. Are you guys ready to handle the truth? So I'm Katie Bullard. I'm the Chief Growth Officer at Discover Org. We give companies that are trying to do ABM accurate and actionable data. And we're pretty good at sales and marketing ourselves. We've been growing really fast. So when we decided to get serious about ABM, we were amazing at it. That is the one lie I will tell you in this presentation. We were not amazing at it. So what I'm going to do today is tell you the three truths that we learned through our own efforts of trying to figure out how to really do ABM the right way. And that's what I want you to take away. Hopefully one of those truths really resonates with you. So truth one, and maybe the most controversial one, inbound is not the devil. There is a place for inbound in most organizations. I get on calls with customers all the time who say, hey, we're thinking about shifting, we're getting rid of inbound, and we're moving totally to ABM. And I say, that might be the right answer, but it also might not be the right answer. So let's figure out what makes sense for your organization. And because we had to figure this out ourselves, we really identified four questions that helped us figure out what our ABM inbound formula is. And so I want to share those four questions with you. On each of these questions, if you don't mind, writing down on a scale of 1 to 10 how you would answer each of these four questions. So the first one, is your sales cycle long and complex with lots of decision makers? Scale of 1 to 10. Do you have a relatively small target market? Scale of 1 to 10. 10 being yes, 1 being no. In those, Sorry, I wasn't clear on that. Number three, will you miss your revenue goal to this year based on a few key wins? 1 to 10. And then is it critical that you go wide and deep in an organization to sell your product or service? One to 10. Okay, quick show of hands. Who rated 10 on all four questions? So for the few people who rated 10 on all four questions, you should go 100% account-based marketing. For everybody else, add up what you came up with, divide it by four, what's your average score, and put a zero next to it. Maybe 60, maybe 40, maybe 80. That's the percentage of your marketing resources that should be ABM focused versus inbound focused. So for us, we have a short sales cycle. We've got, you know, quick, quick deals. We've got a huge target market. It was like 20 to 30% that we needed to focus our marketing resources on account-based marketing. But that was unique to us. And so my biggest advice is figure out what that formula is for each of you. It's different. It's unique. And then align your organization to that. So even though we were, you know, 70-30 inbound ABM, we made sure that on the sales side of the house, we had an SDR team that was handling our inbound leads. They weren't distracted. And we had an outbound team that had named target accounts. They were paired up with account execs and we were supporting them with account-based marketing tactics. That's truth one. Inbound is not always the devil. There's a place for both funnels in most organizations. Truth two, you will fail if you try to get this perfect the first time. If you do not start small and simple and do a couple of tests, 
you're never going to get your account-based marketing efforts on the, off the ground. We finally figured this out a little bit. Once we said, look, we're going to go after one market and one product and try to do this right. And I want to give you an example in kind of real life that I think hopefully illustrates this. So I did a marathon a few years ago. This is the one and only one I've ever done. I will never do it again. This was the 16-week training plan that I attempted to follow. And I had been a runner my whole life. I had done 5Ks and 10Ks and half marathons. My husband and I even did a half Ironman. And this training for the marathon was the hardest athletic endeavor I've ever done. I made it. I survived, but barely. And I wasn't happy at the end of it. So I had a friend who wasn't a runner. And she said, I want to do a marathon. I said, great. Why don't you start with like a 5K? Nope. I'm starting with the marathon. And I said, well, that's, I, I'm a little worried for you. I don't think that's the right thing to do. But she had a goal, and that was really, you know, that was really great that she had the goal. And so she had a training plan, and within three weeks, she'd hurt herself and couldn't finish the marathon. And my point was, you know, do the 5K first. Do the 10K. So for ABM, it's exactly the same. Like, don't try to shift the whole organization to ABM right away. Figure out what your ABM 5K is. Do that first. Get that under your belt. Do the 10K. And then, if it makes sense, then do the full ABM marathon. What that looked like for us was one product, one target market, a group of about 200 target accounts, and we went all in, and we figured out what worked and didn't work and got better the next time around. So that's truth two. And then truth three is the one I think is the most fun, and that is you could have the best list of target accounts. You could have... full sales and marketing alignment as an organization. You could have all of the great data in the world on those target accounts. But if you don't have the right hook, none of that matters. And what we found was that the hooks that worked were the things that showed what was in it for our prospects. So what's in it for me? And I'm going to give you a little bit of our secret, one secret sauce recipe that was probably one of the most rewarding things we've done as a marketing organization. So we did this ABM experiment for a product that was targeted at people who sell to HR executives. We had a new HR data set. And we said, what do those people want, right? Our customers, our sales and marketing professionals who are trying to get in front of HR execs. Well, they want to get in a room with their prospects. And so we found an event, the HR tech event that they're all at, right? they're, They're all exhibiting at the HR tech event. Their prospects are attending the HR tech event. And it wouldn't make sense for us to go sponsor this event. But what we did was we sponsored a dinner adjacent to the event. And we got senior executives in the HR department to agree to come and sit on a panel over a very nice dinner to talk about how they wanted to be sold and marketed to, okay? Which meant our prospects wanted to be in that room because their prospects were on a panel talking about what they wanted from sales and marketing teams. So we had... Senior executives from Salesforce and Beachbody and Flex who all said, oh yeah, I'll sit on this panel and talk about my best sales experience, my worst sales experience, what I'm thinking about investing in and what I would rather you guys do when you try to talk to me. We packed the room. We had 20 opportunities coming out of that event. And at no point during the entire event did we talk about us. Did we talk about us, our product, or anything? We just got them in a room with their prospects. And that was this aha moment for us. That was, you know, think again, kind of back to Mike's point, put yourself in the mind of your buyer and figure out what is the hook that's going to get them engaged and excited and ultimately aware of your product or service. 
So you can see these were the panelists. The room was packed. We tried to make it fun and personal for them. So three truths. Develop your own unique ABM inbound formula. It's different for every single company. Two, don't run the ABM marathon before the ABM 5K. Don't have the N on the, sec- the third, fourth line. And stop talking about yourself. Hook them with what's in it for them. Thank you, guys. Hopefully you took at least one truth away from that. I appreciate the time. Ever wonder what happens when you turn down $30 million from Mark Cuban? Or when you take a classic brand like Moon Pie and go totally rogue with their social media? Maybe you've pondered what it would be like to build a social movement around getting people to complete grueling, spear-tossing, mud-covered obstacle courses. Our friends over at HubSpot are launching a new season of the Growth Show podcast and answering questions just like those. It's a weekly show that explores the inspiring stories behind how people grow a business, an idea, or a movement. You can subscribe to The Growth Show on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google, Spotify, and wherever else you get your podcasts.